Welcome, and thank you so much for tuning in to Rock Church's message. We are so excited that you are here today. We hope that you leave today encouraged and know that you are loved by God. hard to believe that angels are with us even now. I cried when I found that video. Lord, we come before you having made so many mistakes and failed miserably at times. But you've always been there. I know who goes before me. I know who's by my side. Oh, yeah, the God of angel armies. You're always there. You're always. All through life, God, you follow us. You follow us when our car's broken down, when our lives broken down, when our hearts are broken. And there seems to be no way, you are the way. And this morning, God, many of us have literally entertained angels without even realizing it. Because they're everywhere. Ascending and descending, because we need you, and you know that. We surrender to you this morning, God. Open our eyes to the angels in the room. Open our spirits, God. Open our eyes before it's too late. For many of us who refuse to believe that there's a God or some cosmic being in an old white bathrobe, but you are God. Is he not, people of God? We exalt you with my eyes closed and your eyes closed. Lift your hands toward God. Lord, we receive today. We receive your gift of protection and love and guidance and direction. Bring it into our lives even as we sit together today to contemplate what you've done for us and how angels are with us. We receive it this morning in the name and the power of Jesus. Amen. He's the God of angel armies, without question. 
If you haven't been through something where you really needed them, then you really don't understand it, like some people in the room who haven't known where to turn and have been so overwhelmed by things in their life that they feel they might as well just throw in the towel and give up. But your angel armies have been there to always bring us back to who you are, Lord. We think we're something and we don't need God, but we desperately need him. And he knew that, and that is why he created angels. He created armies of angels for you and for me. Yes? And they are here this morning, sitting in the empty seat next to you, hovering around. We just like to be so independent of God and any authority figure in our life that we just block him out. I don't need God. I don't need you. Just go away. And yet we know that he's whispering. In fact, one of my favorite books is this book, Whisper by Batterson. And I want to have a bunch of books in the lobby next week that you could buy for Christmas gifts. We'll just get them at cost. And I will help you to discover something that maybe you should read will, will bless you. It was Muhammad Ali. I shared this illustration once before, but he was on an airplane getting ready to go somewhere. And the stewardess came by and she said, Mr. Ali, you need to fasten your seatbelt. And he said... The great Muhammad Ali doesn't need no seatbelt. Superman don't need a seatbelt. Stewardess looked at him and said, Mr. Ali, I'm telling you, you need to sign, uh, fasten your seatbelt. She said, because Superman didn't need no plane either. We have this idea that somehow... We are exempt from a need of God, only to have God put us in a situation where we can't make it without him. We're desperate. It happened this week to some friends of mine in the church. My friend Bob Brown had some serious health issues, and so he asked from numerous people to pray for him. I'm pretty convinced that angel armies went to work right away because the prognosis wasn't as bad as he might have thought it. It was. My good friend Bill Bowman had numerous blood clots this week. Some, they say, that even passed through his heart. But he lived. Because angel armies are out there protecting you. You feel alone. You feel sometimes betrayed and alone and like you're not going to make it through these things. But the truth of the matter is that God is everywhere at all times and always there for us, isn't he? His angel armies are in the room now, hovering over someone who really, really, really needs him. And he's whispering to them. Our problem is, in, as humans is not that we can't hear. It's that we don't know how to listen. You have to listen to the events that are taking place in your life and acknowledge that God is there and that he's always there and that all things do work together for good. You believe there's a God this morning? Oh, yes, there is. He's right here, right now. There's a first Soviet cosmonaut, Yuri Gagarin, who was a great hero to the Soviet people. In 1960, he was the first man that was blasted into space. And he came back and made a famous statement. He said this. I've been to the heavens, and I did not see 
God. Ten years later, he saw God when he died. Whether you see God now or not is not relevant. God exists, and he's here. He's a whisper in your ear. He's an arm around you in your loneliness and in silence at times, trying to figure out where he is. USA Today newspaper, dated back to 1990, said this. Six Soviet cosmonauts said that they witnessed the most awe-inspiring spectacle ever encountered in space. It was a band of glowing angels as big as jumbo jets. I cannot possibly pronounce all their names. But they spoke contrary to what their great hero had said years before that. And these Russians that saw these great band of angels in heaven said this, what we saw were seven giant figures in forms of humans with mist-like halos as in the classic depiction of angels. Their faces were round with cherubim smiles. Twelve days later, the figures returned and were seen by three other Soviet scientists, including female cosmonaut. I'm not going to pronounce her name. They were smiling as though they shared in a glorious secret. Angels unawares are all around us. It's not a secret. I want to share a few things about them in just a moment for you to remember I tried to make it as simple as I could so you understand why God even decided to create these beings. But several years ago, there was a Newsweek magazine article about a toy company who had the Frisbee patent. They were inclined to send some charitable donations to an African Catholic orphanage. So they sent 500 Frisbees to this orphanage, and the nuns wrote back a letter, and it said this, Dear sirs, thank you for the plastic dishes. We eat off of them every meal. But they went on to say, but some amazing things happened as the boys took their dishes after eating and tossed them through space, and guess what? They really fly well. Whether we believe in the power of something that seems almost supernatural, the fact of the matter is God is real and so are angels. Psalm 34-7 says that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. And there's one key word in there that the the Lord above has decided to put us in situations where we're actually afraid and need someone to help us through it. See, I wasn't the only one crying when the video was being shown earlier. I heard the tears of people who know they would not be able to make it without God. Correct? They couldn't make it. They're at the stage in their life right now where they're wondering where God is, not if he is, but where he is. Where are you, God? He's here. Hover over us, Lord. 
You send angel armies into the room right now because I have nothing to say outside of what he wants to say through me. But he wants to tell you this. Don't give up. The God of angel armies is always by your side. Right now, God is by our side. Sometimes we actually wonder, but Psalm 91 says this, if you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Remember last week? I said this, and several people reminded me this week. The devil would love to take the train off the tracks and run it right through this building and kill as many as possible. But God says, no way, you can't do that. God is our protector. When I take my refuge in him, and that, by the way, is the only time that I don't have to worry, is when I put my refuge in God, in Jesus, I'm safe. Does that mean nothing bad will ever happen to me? Obviously not. But it does mean this, that in the middle of everything that's happening, you will be able to point to God being there if you just look. See, you're not looking for it. I already preached to the praise band this morning, and I said, Batterson says in the book Whisper, and you should read this book, it's very powerful. He says the problem with us as Christians is not that we're not talking, and it's not that we're not hearing, we're all hearing different things. You're hearing what you want to hear. They say that the ear is built different in every single country in the world. That the ear of the Vietnamese person is not the ear of the American person. The ear of the French person is different from the ear of an American person or the Vietnamese person. All of us have trained our ears to hear what we want to hear. Some of you have already misread what I'm trying to say. You have convinced yourself through your ear that I'm saying something different than I'm actually saying. If you're looking for something wrong this morning, listen to me. I'm talking to every person in the room, whether you like me or not. If you are looking for me to say something wrong, you will hear that. You got me? Oh, yes, you will. Why did you say that? No, you heard it incorrectly. You heard incorrectly. You have trained your ear to hear what you want to hear. There are five things that the angels were created to do real quickly. Number one, they're messengers. According to the scriptures, the angels were designed to bring messages to us. Yes, messages for everyone in the room this morning, but you have to decide whether you're going to listen to me or you're already caught up in something else. And by the way, I love what he says in here. He said, show me that thing that you think about the most, and I will show you who you are. Show me that thing that you are. Con See, some of us have made disaster our narrative. 
That's my mantra. I see the negative in everything. Instead of seeing what God wants you to do, you're not listening to God, and you've already heard what you want to hear. And I look around the room and I think to myself, gosh, if those people were only in here, people that I know in our own body are having struggles with something, but they're not in here. And when they are in here, they're not listening because they already have walls up. Nothing that is happening in your life is by mistake. You following me? Every single thing in your life that is happening is by God's design to change you. There's people crying all the time now. There's people depressed all the time. Did you stop and think for a moment that maybe it's because you're not drawing on God? Because angels will rush to you. Well, I guarantee you they will. They'll come to you. They're messengers. Do you know that I, I love this because... Los Angeles actually stands for this, the city of angels. Now I'm thinking to myself, yeah, fallen ones. Fallen ones. Angelos, angelos means messenger. The city of messengers, the, the city of hope. Maybe it was at one time, but it no longer is. So the name is not even significant. It's almost like a lie. Messengers are always talking to you if you're listening. They're talking to you now. They're saying, you haven't quit doing that because you don't have the faith to believe that you can. You stop listening about God trying to tell you to reconcile relationships with other people. You blocked me out when I tell you that. You just say, no, it's not possible. Let them come to me. And I say, no. Listen to God. He would say, don't bring your gift to the altar until you forgive that person. It's simple. Every time you go to the Word of God, you'll get the answer right away if you're willing to listen. Many cannot listen to me anymore because they have some kind of a problem with me. I only want to be the voice of the Lord this morning. The Hebrew word for angel is the word Malachi, just like the prophet Malachi, which actually means this. Malachi was a prophet. He was there to bring a message. I am a messenger of God to bring the message that God said I should bring to you. Where is God in your world? Acts 8.26, God sent an angel to deliver, to deliver Philip. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So God sends this angel telling him to go preach to an Ethiopian eunuch who needs to know how to be how to be saved. I think God tells us to do things all the time, and we just don't do it. He says to you, you need to get out of your chair, and you need to go over to sister so-and-so and tell her that this is over. You are going to love each other. You need to get out of your chair. You need to do this, and we are not listening. It's a hearing problem. You've already made up your mind what you're doing. Or you've placed yourself in a position where you're never under the word of God so you don't have to be convicted. I'm looking in the room today, and I know people are conspicuously, in my mind, absent that need to be in the room because they're distancing themselves from God. I'm a prophet in this respect. You will choose the path that you want, and you will get exactly what you sow. Are you with me? If you want that in your life, continue to sow that, and that's exactly what God will give you. 
All we have to do is sit back and wait. You did not listen to the messengers of God. They're messengers number one. 1 Peter 1.12 says, referring to salvation, even angels look, long to look into these things. See, angels are not humans. They don't understand grace. They don't understand what God has allowed us to experience. And let me just say this this morning. Many people in the room need an extra dose of grace or you're going down. And you're certainly not giving it out. So you're not getting it back. You need a dose of grace today to understand the power of God. You know how you get grace? By being desperate. Not by being proud, by being desperate. You are the most blessed and you get to need God. Amen? Yay, God, send us problems. Yeah, yay, God, take my job away. Yay, God, make me lose someone in my family. Make someone in my house get hurt. Really? Is that what you want to understand? Grace? They've never experienced what we experienced once we were lost and now we were saved. They were created the way God designed them to be. And that's to have the task of bringing messages to you. They're working right now. You just don't see them right next to you. They're whispering in your ear, listen to the pastor. You'll get your burden lifted if you only listen. Listen to the pastor. I honestly, I told my wife this morning, I don't know how people can go week after week after week and not be in a church service. You're going to die. You're going to get attacked. You're going to go down. You're gonna, I, I, pr- I make you a promise. It's prophetic in nature. You are going down once you block God out. Oh, I, I can have church on my own. No, you can't. Church is the body of Christ organized in a location to encourage one another. So much more as we see the day approaching. God ordained the New Testament local church. Not you just doing your own thing. You watch. I want you wives, check your husband out and see what his attitude is like. Check your wife out and see if her attitude is right about things that are coming. Check your kids out. Kids, check your parents out. And you will be able to tell a long ways away whether they become carnal. Uh, We could play a show. We could put on a show like you can't imagine. I now have about six people up here, trained worship leaders that could lead you into the most hyper, great, you know, put those lights on and send some smoke in the room. And we have left to heaven. But it's not necessarily real. Mm-hmm. Big smoke screen sometimes. Once we were lost and now we're saved. Number two, they're not just messengers, they're custodians. The question is often asked, if angels are ministering spirits, you got it? There you go. And then we have God's blessed Holy Spirit. What's the difference between the two? Why doesn't he just do everything through his Holy Spirit. I'm not about to tell you that I, by any means, have all the answers to the mysteries in the Bible. Or about the person of God and the reality of angels. But angels angels never actually, and I said this to my wife last night, they never actually come and live inside of you. Good angels. 
They never do. I didn't put these in my notes, but I want to I share them with you really, really quickly. You say, oh, come on, Pastor, you're not going to get down the way it is. We know you. You're probably right. Say, there's a difference between angels and demons. And I wrote seven on a piece of paper. It was actually some observations made by a guy by the name of J. Warner Wallace. He said this, angels appear human. Demons inhabit humans. Number two, angels herald the Savior. Demons shriek the Savior, Mark 3, 11 and 12. Number three, angels celebrate our salvation. Demons obstruct our salvation. There is a man in the room who continues to resist and he will go to hell. There's a woman in the room who continues to resist and she will go to hell. That's not being mean. That's a fact. Number four, angels are poised to protect. Demons are always poised to attack, Matthew 12, 43, and 45. Number five, angels seek to unite us. Demons seek to separate us, Romans 8, 37 through 39. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. None of these things stay together. Rebuke Satan. Don't get a divorce. Don't get mad at the pastor. I like that one. <laughs> Don't separate, unify. Stand together, we're way stronger. Angels enter the church to protect, demons enter the church to subvert, Luke 4, 33 through 35. Angels point us to God, demons distract us from God, Revelation 16, 1 through 4, and Revelation 9, 20 and 21. Angels point us to God, demons always get you distracted. You're already distracted. I've lost you, and I haven't even finished point number two. Number one was what? Number one was, did you hear me? Number two was what? Custodians. You know, custodian is my favorite job, outside of pastoring, of course. But custodian has been my favorite job through the years. Because going to college, my dad said, the minute you get there, you get down there, and you look for a job at Bible college, because you only have enough for the first three years. So I went right away, and I got a job in a greenhouse. It was so stinking hot in there. The only good part of it is I could bring girlfriends, roses free. My wife says, you never had any other girlfriends beside me. Well, that would be a lie. And then I got a job at Jostens where they make rings, but they also make little invitations to your graduation and stuff. I got a job there. My, it was my favorite job. I had a whole floor of, by myself at night. I walked down there. It was about a mile and a half away. I walked down there in the winter and got my job and cleaned my floor and went back. I loved custodian work. It's kind of like you get to be by yourself. You're like your own boss. But angels are ministering spirits, and then we have God's blessed Holy Spirit. What's the difference between the two? Um, Look at Elijah's example in 1 Kings 19.5. He lay down under the tree and fell asleep, and at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. Elijah was physically exhausted, emotionally drained, spiritually depleted, and just sat under a tree waiting to die and actually wanting to die. And then God sent an angel, and Elijah went to sleep. And the angel came and poked Elijah in the ribs. You see, that's one of the angel's most important jobs is to poke you in the ribs. And what they did with Elijah is they poked him in the ribs and said, you are to get up and have some cake. 